They're all looking at the top of Patricia Breen's head. That's because it's all we can see of her. And anyway, if we could see the rest of her, that'd put her off. Quiet now, lads. Games are in progress. <coughs> We're in Donegal. We're in Bunkranen, kind of Donegal here. At the Inishown Gateway Hotel. And we have what we're calling an international festival of drafts down here. <laughs> the International Festival of Drafts is a group of different events which are scheduled together over a five-day period. The ballroom is full of people, mostly men, mostly over 50. They're from everywhere. Mid Wales. Newbridge. Owen, Aberdeenshire. Barbados. From Russia, Moscow. Turkmenistan. Castlevar. There are rows and rows of tables with maybe 30 or 40 drafts boards on each table and beside each board a timer the players use to clock their moves. Hard to draft players over here. There's a controller. We're about to start this fifth round. Jim Summers from Wexford. About two hours for each game roughly. And then they bring up their scores to me and I have to work out the scores and the draws for the next round. And Jim has assistants who are trying to chivvy the players into the tables. But the players are in no hurry. A bit of a chat. Nothing can live in silk. You've got wool. Uh, insects can live in wool. Like I didn't know that. A snatched point. <laughs> it's going to cloud your mind. It won't. No, no, no. Have you played with uh, drinking points before? Oh, often. Oh, I. All right, how are you doing? Oh, doing, doing good, doing good. You didn't have points this morning, did you, before, before the game? Uh, just a few. You did not? Uh, uh, just a few. Yeah. Or they might have a drafts board out on a chair between them. One, two, there. And they're still analysing a previous game that went wrong. One, two, there. Outside the hotel, no, no, he's, he's a Russian. the last of the fags are being pulled on. They're doing very well, I think. They're not as much experienced as... Joe Fullerton is in an Aaron cardigan with his hair neatly brill-creamed in place. Uh, my father he used to play. He was a joint Glasgow champion at one stage. I, I played with him when I was a boy, like, you know, but I didn't play then until I was over 50 years of age. I was away in England all the time, you know. And you came back to it? I came back home, I. But you came back to the game as well? I came back to the game as well. The game is like playing golf. You can't get away from it once you start it. Can you not? No. An addiction? That's addiction. And when you're not beating fellas at drafts, what do you do? Good sportsman, not particularly whether he gets beat or not, as long as he gets a good game at drafts. No, but when you're, when you're, what do you work at yourself? Are you, are you doing nothing I'm else? I'm retired. I was a miner. Oh, I used yeah. to work in the tunnel. And what mm-hmm. was it like being underground? Well, we were underneath the Grand Canal at the time and it was rotten. But the most of it is uh, good, comfortable work, like, you know. Is it? Yeah, yeah, the, the, the tunnel mining is, you know, the coal mining is a dirty job. Like. You did that, did you? I did. And did you ever get any scares? I got blew up once in the north of Scotland. Did you? Yeah, an unexperienced miner, he... he uh, 
he drilled into an old hole and there was a debt in it and it exploded. Debt is a charge, a detonation charge. There was a charge, stick a gelignite and a debt in it. And when he drilled into it, it exploded. It nearly killed two or three of us. But how could he tell if it was in there, if it was, if it was stuck inside it? He was the man charged it in the first place and he didn't charge it right. He, he put on a double, a double charge and the first one he put on didn't go off. And then he, charged, he drilled into the old hole and, and, and that exploded. How did you get out? You didn't pull down the roof on it, did it? No, 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 I didn't do that. No, it just blew us away. <laughs> the best ride of your life. That actually lifted me and it, it blew me for about 50 yards. He's still here to tell the tale. Yeah. And what did you think when you landed? Am I dead? Am I alive? I, I thought it was, it was. I thought it was great to be loving. Right. And did you go after your man then, or? No, I did not. Did well, no, no, I wasn't able to go after anyone. Maybe if I'd have been fit, I would have after her. Draft is very quiet after all that, isn't it? <laughs> Beside Joe, leaning up against the railing in a blue and white striped shirt and tan trousers, is a man from Dublin, Alex Moiseev. My hometown is Dublin, Ohio, in the United States. Ohio. Yeah, it's a small suburb of Columbus, capital of Ohio. So uh, my, my, my hometown is Dublin. <laughs> okay. where, where are you originally from? Originally I am from Russia, Moscow. Okay, and is drafts big in Moscow, or how did you learn drafts? Uh, I started playing, it's, it was a Russian check, it's called Russian checkers. I was seven years old, so today it's more than 40 years. And we expect Russians to be chess masters, don't we? We expect the Russians to be fantastic at chess. Russians are fantastic in, in both, in everything. Okay, and, and <laughs> when did you go to the States? Uh, 1991, I immigrated with my family, my wife and my old son. He was eight years old. Why did you decide to emigrate then? That was just after Perestroika. Yeah, well, it was just after, after Perestroika. No, it wasn't exciting. It was very uncertain. It, uh, it was still Soviet Union era, the time when I left, and the situation was very unstable. Mainly it's uh, for kids. Okay. This is the reason I left. So everything was in clouds uh, in Soviet Union at that time. Um, are, you this so, are you sorry you left now, having seen the way the country's gone? Mm, but there is a, a lot of things that they still have to do. What did you emigrate to America to do? What did you do when you went to America? Uh, computer programming, same thing. I was graduated in college in Russia. And why drafts? What's the, why play drafts rather than play something on the computer or play something else like that? I don't like to play with program. I am playing with human. Today the level of program is uh, probably unbeatable for human. I mean in checkers. But I'm using program. Program is my great helper for analyzing, for they have very good opening book for learning and study. But I don't like to play against program because I know I am good, I am very good, but program destroy my ego. <laughs> we can play 100, 
time games and maximum I can get hundred draws. Yeah, you know. So I compete against human. By far the most exotic looking is Ron King. White shoes, white trousers and a blue and white tie-dyed long shirt. I'm from Barbados. And his draft's big in Barbados? Yes, because um, I'm employed with the government to teach draft at schools. So I um, I work with schools, with um, juvenile children who can't go to jail. And I also teach inside the prison too. So um, it's in, I have it at the university too. So, so you're joking um, me? Yeah. That's amazing. I get paid. In fact, um, this year, um, I'm sportsman of the year. So they give me um, $25,000 along with a car. And, um, and I was sportsman of the year three times already. So, um, and to be sportsman of the year means that you be cricket, golf, football, soccer, everything you beat to be sportsman of the year. Можете представить, я говорю просто раз четыре ЦП4, потом бой двух, и после этого единственное ничья. Back inside the hall, the players are still slow to get started. Another distraction is the big screen in the corner. This is showing a drafts board and the top of two women's heads. The camera is directly overhead a game that's being held in another room in the hotel and being relayed to the main hall. The two heads belong to Carlo woman Patricia Breen current women's champion, and her challenger from Turkmenistan, Amangul Durdieva. The public are excluded from this playing room, so the champions aren't distracted, and there's only one other person there, the referee, John Reed. The main problem seems to be uh, different sets of rules in different countries, but they have different rules about etiquette as well. Uh, So what, what happens here is that towards the time control, you know, they have to do so many moves in an hour, towards the time control... They've got to make, say, five moves in ten seconds, so they move very fast. And one of, one of my jobs is to, is to record the game on a, on a sheet like this. And I can't get the moves down quick enough, but they need to know whether they've done enough moves before the flag falls. So I just have to stop the game and say, I need to get the, the moves down. Now, in Russia, they do not allow the game ever to be stopped for whatever reason. So we get this kind of class of cultures there. Do you have red cards and yellow cards? Uh, I'm thinking of getting some, yes. Does anyone ever curse you out, sorry? They do understand football, yes. Does does anyone ever curse you out of it or just take it out and you their own frustration? All the time, yes. But um, I've got got a very thick skin, you know. In Turkmenistan, we usually play uh, 10 by 10 drafts. And uh, before we played the Russian drafts. There's a Turkmen delegation here at the International Drafts Open Championships in Donegal, and it's led by Amangul's father, Hoja. When we visited first time, uh, my son, uh, Bashim, won uh, intermediate division. Uh, my daughter was second, uh, I was third. <laughs> Next year, my daughter in seniors division, now not intermediate, seniors division, my daughter was first. Son was second, I was third again. What do you do in Turkmenistan as a job? I'm a coach, coach, a drafts coach. 
And is that a full-time job? Do you get paid to be a coach? Yes, of course. Do you? Yeah. This, this, this is a special school, special draft school. Is it? In Turkmenistan, we have the only draft school. And it's not in capital of Turkmenistan. It's in my town. It's uh, called Balkan Abad. Balkan Abad. Why does somebody go to a draft school? Why would you go to a draft school? Do you uh, make money from drafts? You see, uh, no, drafts, first of all, it's hobby for uh, children. For, uh, but for me, it's money. And, uh, but for uh, school children, they, they study drafts after school, after lessons. For example, they, uh, in the morning they study five, six hours. And uh, after, then they play two, three hours uh, drafts. Beside one of the long tables, an older couple are sitting knee to knee. They're waiting for their games to begin. We're playing in one of the lower divisions, but uh, we're enjoying ourselves and doing okay. Okay, how did you get into drafts? Oh dear. Uh, Well, my brother persuaded me to play, and I went to Warwickshire, and and the first tournament, and I met my husband. He came up from the Isle of Wight, and I came a few miles away in Warwickshire. So I started playing by post, and this was 40 years ago, and... uh, well, Joan came down to the island uh, and we took it from there and got married three years later. And when you were sending the, the, the plays by post, yeah. did, you, did, did you add anything, any little B.A. do's with that or any little... Oh, like, yeah, we'd, you'd put a little letter in and but yeah. they gradually steamrolled, you know. That's an excuse. <laughs> I started off Dear Miss Halsey and then ended up my darling Joan, you know. Oh, that's really <laughs> nice. Oh, we were on television once and they had this uh, programme, the unusual... Way it's a couple's meet, and we were on the BBC Two, I think. What do you like about it? What do you like about the game? Well, actually, we play scrabble a lot, but we find with draft, you sit down here, it's lovely and quiet, and it's peaceful, and it's quite a tough game, so it is quite a battle. Do you chat to the people at all? Not while we're playing. What not, do you know? Not allowed. Oh, you know, that's terrible. Very, very little. As, as lovely and peaceful. But if then you, it's not social. If you, if you come in here a little bit later on when the, it's all, the openings have been drawn, it's absolutely deadly quiet. But we do associate socialise afterwards. That the um, annual general meeting of the Irish Drafts Association is on at 7 o'clock tonight. By the way, if this part of Ireland ever declares UDI, they'll have their own national sport straight away. Drafts is big here, between Tyrone, Derry and Donegal. My father would have been a player, he played in the local drafts club. This is Hugh Devlin, a local man, a champion and an organiser of this drafts championships. They used to come into my house at home and used to play and we used to go to other people's houses in the area and it was a thing that was done in the countryside very often. Would you talk over it? Oh, they would sit and talk, and they'd be talking about the, the the price that a bullock got at the local mart last week, and so and so bought a tractor for such and such, and a lot of local news, as you often have in the country, would be exchanged and that. And it's a very sociable night, and the woman of the house would always make a cup of tea, and it was always something to look forward to. It was always friendly, but a banter, and whether you won or lost, it was a nice, it's a nice fun. Uh, and to a certain extent, we still try and retain that. Although when you come to a 
thing like this as competitive the stakes are high the fun can go out the door very easily but you still have to remember it's only a game at the end of the day and not everybody can win so if you were playing in a, in a visiting somebody else's house and they were about to beat you if you introduced an interesting bit of news or a bit of topic about the prices or whatever just before they're about to make their move you could actually they, they may just tell you hold on a minute <laughs> keep that news <laughs> you'll have plenty of time to tell me in a minute <laughs> Hugh was called away to talk to Patricia Breen, the women's champion. I didn't see the end of it because I was away for a minute. She's emerged from the enclosed room where she was playing Amangul, the challenger from Turkmenistan. That's two more losses. That's four losses in a row. Four last positions, you mean? Yeah. Well, no, the second one yesterday, I should have had a draw. Time draw. Yeah, like I had one move to make and I pushed the wrong stupid piece. People often look for advice as to, you know, could they have played it better or could they have avoided that position or whatever? Did they develop it in the proper way or did they have the right defence or was it a weak way of playing it? Just basically for their own knowledge, you know. So Patricia was bouncing off you there. She was working out stuff in her head by talking it through with you afterwards. She was, yeah. Well, basically what she was saying was, look, I got into a bad end, and how did that happen? Because it didn't look that way from the outset, and it just developed that way. But, Mm. I mean, you know, there was was a flaw in the way she played it, so I just pointed that out. Quiet now, lads. Games are in progress. I'm Ronan Kelly, and you've been listening to The Curious Ear at the All-Ireland Open Drafts Championships in Pontcrana, County Donegal. It's the greatest exercise for the brain that you could have. The... the, the uh the education department wants it for the young people and uh, the health department reckons that anybody who plays that won't take Alzheimer's. Did you say that? Yeah. <laughs>